0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: All right, everybody, welcome to the 11th episode of the How About Guys. We've got your boy, Booz. You have Asa Bay, Lori X, the scholar, make the hood healthy again, working with our brother, Rafa, on the grocery Rabbi. trip big-headed, hat-barely-fitting plant guy all that in the back of the and, uh, possibly,
2: and then we That's we all got, That's how you do the intros, booze.
1: Hey, man, I was feeling it right then. You know, like, every time you don't feel it like that, I was feeling it right now. The hat, it was that hat he had on, man. It definitely gave me some extra juice this morning. You know what I mean? Juice up! And then we got, a, we got a kill. All right. uh, It's gonna be, <laughs> It's good to be with the high five guys this morning. Uh, We got an extra, extra fly showing away for you guys today. Um, We're going to kick it off. um, I saw something interesting this morning um, where people were talking about possibly having Michelle Obama run for vice president. And I've seen that a few times now. And I don't know. I don't I. I'll let you guys go first on your thoughts on her possibly being a vice president. I know that's like just a, a you know kind of out there
3: topic, but I was curious as to what my brother thought about that. Awesome. what do I think about her running for vice president if she does?
1: Well, yeah, 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 or well, possibly being nominated for vice president.
3: Man, I'm really, I'm really rocking with the universe, bro. And at the end of the day, Pluto about to shut down all of that, you know, current stuff that we're doing now, like all the systems and the ways that we do things, I'm just waiting for it to keep on collapsing and shutting down from the inside out, you know? So anybody like ruling over us, they, I ain't I ain't really with that. I'm also for us, you know, standing up, you know, taking a uh taking our life, you know, taking control of everything, you know, doing it for self, teamwork from the community, grass, grassroots movements and all that kind of stuff, making it to the top. With some type of like, Person looking down on me, telling me what to do. It's a rap, bro. I'm not trying to introduce that to my babies. So that's a no for ASA.
1: (laughs) Again, what's your Uh, name former, uh, our former lady of the House becoming a vice president?
2: Uh, I mean, I always got an unpopular opinion when it comes to the Obamas. Like, I think they fell into the same vain as all of the other presidents outside of probably jfk who got his head popped off for making certain moves but um i think she fall in the same category as everybody else where i'll probably end up controversial and people disliking my comments but i don't trust politicians to have my best interest at hand and michelle obama is not you know what i'm saying she's no different her husband's no different they like they like, really well polished, and they, under their presidency, under his term, he made things look a certain way, but also under his term, they had, like, the most drone strikes ever, and I didn't see a personal, and he wasn't supposed to, it ain't like he was supposed to go in there and make things better for our people, but I didn't see a noticeable change under the Obama administration as opposed to under Putin. Or under Clinton or under any other president. So her running for vice president don't move my spiritual or social meter, my bad. Her her running for vice president don't move my spiritual or, or uh emotional meter anyway. It don't make me excited. It don't make me like, you know feel like she about to make changes in our community or anything like that, bro. So I really don't feel any type of way about her.
1: So that brings to mind something else to me. then. In America, I feel like we often um, are left with the choice of a lesser evil, right? You know what I mean? I feel like that's our choices in most, most political races. You know what I mean? Um, Because it's rare that we're going to get the candidate that we really will feel would be best for the position um in a space to actually be able to uh receive that role. Um <clears throat> do you guys is that do you guys feel like that's the way things are always gonna be man because I I'll be honest man I I got to a point I'm I don't hundred percent agree with you guys but I don't hundred percent disagree. You know what I mean? Like I feel like we had a place in America where it's always the lesser two evils for people who look like us. You know what I mean? Like we, we rarely have a candidate or somebody who's really in a position to um, uplift what our our particular beliefs and political um, ideologies. How how does that, does that impact you guys' decision on how you view things? Like, because it's always that, that's always the narrative for
3: us. Um, So can I go first? Yeah, sure. So two things. So for one, at this point in time, it's no longer, I mean, we want us to do good and we want to see black people flourish and all of that. But at the end of the day, it's more so. Nowadays, about vibrations. Cause we got plenty of black devils out here doing crazy nonsense, and it's a whole bunch of people on the planet who don't look like us that's really down for the earth and down for us, you know, getting better or whatever as a people. So you know, we gotta we gotta put that out there and just be honest about that,
1: you Hello, know. And when I'm
3: when
1: not saying uh, against it, huh? When I say us, I will say that I kind of refer to to more of uh, people who have a similar thought process. You know what I mean? And so um, I free. Huh? More like the conscious community or what you talking about? Conscious community, man, but, you know, everybody who's good is, I mean, yeah, yeah. So conscious community in general, you know what I mean? And I, because I,
3: I believe yeah, so. Uh, go for it. So I, that's, that's still same thing. So it's still about consciousness and the vibrations emitting from the consciousness. I, I'm not, I'm not, don't beat me up about this, especially the black community. You know how we be, oh, no, you, you, with the others. Fuck that, bro. Look. If, if, I find, if I find a white boy or a white girl that's like pro-humanity and saving the planet, I'm rocking with them over a black devil whose consciousness is low and they out robbing and killing and stealing, you know, just because they can or just to tear up people's vibrations and they don't have a like proper reasoning or something, you know? If yep. they're they doing it to like, you know, represent their ancestors if they got a reason like that, okay, but if they just like on some ratchet low consciousness stuff, I'm rocking with the higher consciousness. Right. You know? Yep. Big so catch. with that being said, back to your other question, do we think it's always going to be like this? No. Everything that has a beginning has an ending. Right. So all of these, all the ways that they're doing things right now from, from the top, quote-unquote, you know, in the government, that's that shit is for the birds right now, bro. It's crumbling for one, and then two, it's about that time for a change. You know, that is not working, was not working, and the people are over time when that pressure increases is go, are going to demand you know, some things get switched up. That's just the way I see it. And it's probably going to happen like that. You know,
1: you know what this reminds me of guys? What's that? It reminds me of the third episode. So y'all, I remember this very clearly. We had our first two episodes and then like, we told Asa, "Asa, you gotta say more words. (laughs) 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 He put up the whole episode. But I love your opinion. I love your, your perspective on things. And I think it's great to hear that, um, I think for a lot of people, man, who know Asa, they probably think that he's always so like pro black that he doesn't necessarily see when people are vibrating at a different level because they, they don't have the same they don't look the same. You know what I mean? And I, I, I appreciate you speaking your mind in that perspective, man. Because you know, if anybody hears this who, who doesn't look like us, I'll be happy. To, I'll be happy for them to know that you also feel that way, bro. You know what I mean? For real. Uh, there
2: you go. Oh, oh. God body, God body. Thanks to the God. All,
0: Peace,
1: yes. Okay, we got Akil, kill. You want to bring in our um our guest speaker today?
0: Of course, bro.
2: Of course. Yo, can we get a drum roll for my G? Can we get a drum roll, my G? <laughs> so, uh, this is one of the flyest most trend-setting, hmm. most forward-thinking, most positive, most putting on for Detroit, most go-to-go-to-the-ends-of-the-earth to represent for Detroit's economic growth and well-being, <laughs> entertainment justice, dumb fly artists, one of the coldest, most substantially gifted cats in our music scene, mm. my brother, that I didn't know him for 20 plus years. Yes, sir. Since we, since we was baby babies running the halls of Cass Tech. Did you, I said Cass Tech, running the halls of Cass Tech. Hey, hey, man. Hey, you, couldn't, you couldn't run the halls of Renaissance because it was two floors and it was 28 classes. You couldn't run no horse, yeah. right? My brother, real Bryce
0: Detroit baby was cracking, bro. Hold on, Bryce. My G, my G. Yeah, your checks in the mail, man. That was amazing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's real though, wow.
2: man. It's real.
0: Man, appreciate that. Uh, Received that Peace to all the divine God bodies. All these beautiful Detroit Africans. You know what I mean, right now, you brothers are doing an amazing job and a major work. Um, this to me is that what entertainment justice look like for real, for real. Um, yes, this sir. is what that new culture looked like. So just immense gratitude for y'all, yo. For real, for real.
2: Yes, bro. Thank you, Bryce. Indeed, yo. So right. what what you, what you what you uh why don't you why don't you tell the people what you've been you know what I'm saying? What you've been doing during the quarantine time. Let's, let's jump into this. What's what's the pervasive thing going on in everybody's life
0: right now? Boom. So for me, these past two months have really been about um, we'll say a couple of things. One is this has been an awesome time to celebrate my identity. You know what I mean? In real life and celebrate the lifestyle that am intentionally living. Um where a lot of people have been responding from a fear place to this moment right now. To me, that evidences the self-image that they have in their own imagination, like how they see themselves orienting with the environment. Cats have adopted this hilarious narrative from the the colonized the settler colonial society they they niggas have convinced themselves that nature is out to get them that the earth is out to get them like no nah, that's some shit that niggas learn in the Bible fam like that's that's some that ain't got to, you know what I'm saying like there's a whole population of people where the sun sends them to the early grave you know what I'm saying like nature did a certain thing on that ass because they lacked civilization for blah, blah, blah. Like that's a real thing in certain people's genetic history. You know what I'm saying? And certain people's ancestry, but not us, not us. So, um, these last two, two months have definitely had me on some shit like, yo, appreciate, you know what I mean? Appreciate the Osar, you know what I'm saying? That is me. You know what I mean? Like appreciate, uh, Living in right relationship with the earth, appreciate my ancestors, my celestial ancestors, um, the sun, moon, and stars. Like, nigga, this shit ain't fucking just like some old sexy, ooh, 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 he's deep. Like, no, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? These are ancestors. These are collaborators. These are parts of our family. Nature is a part of our family. Um, so, yeah, really been on 10. You know what I'm saying? As the guy, i to be saying, like, yo, been on 10 <laughs> recently. Like, yo, I shade a lifestyle, yo, for real, for real. Um, In that, though, have also been taken very seriously uh, on a lifestyle level, the lifestyles that actually create our people to be the perfect hosts for dis-ease and the perfect host for any biological weapon. Because this is a motherfucking bio weapon. So everybody, let's all make sure we are on the same page with that. You know what I'm saying? Let us not be confused. This, Mm -hmm. This is a form of warfare. Um, this is a war time in a particular kind of way. Um, but as it relates to being of service to our people and service to humanity, then have definitely been holding in my heart and in my mind the questions around mm-hmm. what type of infrastructure do we need uh, to be able to to respond at scale when something like this happens so that our people are. I mean, all shout out to shout out to Chicken Soup. And shout out to all of every remedy that somebody brought down from their ancestors, like shout out all those things. At the same time, some of us who choose to access information about more magical and and more, more spiritual ancestral practices in terms of the, the herbs as medicine for real, like the real superfoods out here, like what's Mm -hmm. the way to be able to get those type of, you know what i mean that type of resources to our people in a time like this and what does it look like to be able to do that shit at scale like you know what i mean like shout out shout out my g asla you know what i'm saying for bringing forward the <laughs> you know what i'm saying for the holy waters and shit at the same time like asa is one person at the same time like kt you know what i'm saying one person um we need to be able to without being rhetorical for me looking at this as, yeah, what kind of what is the way to, to be able to scale up that activity so that when something like this does happen, then it's like, oh yeah, no, don't have no fear. You know what I'm saying? You can go to D Town and they got the mulberry. They got the let me fuck them up. yeah, mulberry, but they got the elderberry, they got the mullen, we got the comfrey, we got the sarsaparilla. like we got these things on deck. We got the 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 watercress. We got the herbs and the and the greens that we need to ensure one, ensure our immune system is 100, but also we're talking about longevity too. This is more than just, oh, if some shit come down, how can I be sweet and then get back to the, the death diet as normal? This type shit. I mean, um, so yeah, nigga really been on that shit. G like really, really been thinking about, um, what, what, is, what is it? What kind of support systems do we really need to be able to support our people's, uh, because more people get, they get it now. Like the hospitals ain't the answer. The hospitals are big ass morgues right now. You know what I'm saying? Like cats is going to die. And and I shade to the fact that all this kind of shit is in the newspaper right now. Like Sinai grace is just a big ass freezer and people are dying in a, good. We, we need those stories to, re, to to help people change their perspective on those places as centers for wellness. They mm-hmm. never have been. And now it's more apparent that this current infrastructure cannot support people surviving moments like this and living, thriving in beauty moving forward. Big so yeah, man.
1: Bryce. That's that rap-like shit. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, bro. Uh, what I want to do real quick for our listeners who don't know your background and you per se, you know what I mean? Uh, yes, sir. You know what I, mean? like, I want to just give a little... I, could you give a little bit about who you are, your, your involvement in different things throughout the city? You know what I mean, so we can kind of be, bring our listener up to speed with who, who we are listening to right now as he kind of drop all
0: these shoes, brother. I no, appreciate that, B. Um, so yes, for our listeners, I am Bryce Detroit, uh, Detroit African. Uh, entertainment justice is my pedagogy. Have created this movement um, over the past ten years. Am professionally speaking, am an entertainment artist. Uh, a storyteller in the ancestral African sense of uh, Griot, uh producer, composer, uh Baba, you know what I mean? Shout out my babies. So I'm definitely you're not, Baba. You're not gonna um, add the
2: you're not gonna add the award winning producer part, huh? That's cool. All right, for sure. See, Humility yeah. is fly, bro. Humility
0: is cool, right? Yeah, we'll nice. uplift that part. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely <laughs> uh, always striving to be um, exuding humility because on some real shit, like I know how dope Bryce is, yo. Um, Bryce dope as fuck. So I appreciate the gods for uplifting me. But yeah, award-winning producer, um, economy builder in a very real way. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and and just God, the yo, like, we here, man. Um, would love to say a lot more about the spirituality piece, but just in terms of how Bryce relates to the world. And thank you, Boos, for that. Yeah, that's that's Bryce Detroit in a, in a little nutshell. Um, yeah,
1: and it's, I just wanted to bring people up to speed because I had heard a lot about you prior to this. Kill does talk about you a lot, you know what I mean? And it's almost, like, awkward the amount of times he's brought you up prior to this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh man, why is he talking about this guy again? But uh, in the same goes, like since since day one of starting the show, um, you were probably one of the first people they mentioned as far as being Detroit oriented and um mm-hmm. influencer. So once we got to like really having guests on, it was just like a matter of time to get you on here. And I do think it's a great time to have you on, man. Like as you're speaking to, um, you brought up something that I really wanted to touch on too. Because with the quarantine, man, I've seen two things, and it's like it's not just black and white, but I've seen two things in particular. Mm-hmm. It's the person who doesn't find this time to be useful and they complain about it. You know what I mean? And then it's the person yeah. who finds this time as an opportunity. You know what I mean? And I like that you mm-hmm. spoke to it more of an opportunity to develop yourself, man. And I think, honestly, I you've kind of been in that same realm. You find it as an opportunity to to level up. To that next base. And I appreciate you guys speaking to that because so many people just worrying about, I don't know what they were going to the club or going to the bar or going to get a cheeseburger or whatever. And like, it's an opportunity. It's, a, it's almost like a window inside of our, our society right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you can choose to view it or choose to ignore it. And um, if you want to just keep speaking to what you were saying earlier as far as um, how you were utilizing this time during quarantine. And I said, you want to do the same too, man, because I know. This has been a beautiful time for you as far as developing your business, and I think this is a great time for a, a smart individual to really take hold of what the opportunities are out there. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, can can say a little bit more about um, this time in this quarantine, and, and definitely want to segue to Asa uh, mm-hmm. to jump in. So, for sure, have been using this time to ask questions uh those of us who who do work in supporting our peoples whatever that may mean to us then um shit a lot of the ways like for, for instance for me uh because i'm a, a producer and a lot of my work is around doing programming that brings people together so that we can hear new stories so that we hear new stories about ourselves so we can be exposed to new frequencies that trigger new inspirations. A lot of that has to do with bringing people together in numbers to a place like that's necessarily had to shift for me. You know what I'm saying? My thinking around that. Um, so it's like, what's the way to do my work, which is based on intimacy and based on, you know what I mean? Being able to see and touch and be around my people. Uh, so that's just brought forth a whole lot of questions. We did notice a couple, maybe like a month and a half ago that there was a lot of anxious energy in me to come up with some solutions uh, just because we felt that it's like, yo, your job B is to have solutions. Your job is to be able to provide uh, answers, um, all this kind of shit. Uh, and it's like, yo, but we have a lot, we have a lot of clear questions right now and more anxiousness to try to figure out the answer. So let's just take this moment as a time, where we really are asking ourselves the questions that will help us to create the new frameworks mm-hmm. for how we can see a sustainable future in the short, immediate term of today and tomorrow, yeah. and the more long term, um, <laughs> a year after this whole thing.
2: Yeah. yeah. A
1: year oh. after. When is the after gonna begin? You know what I mean?
0: Right.
2: <laughs> I was thinking about other- already started in Atlanta, bro. <laughs> I don't care uh, for Atlanta. They got their nails done and cold blooded fades. They good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's the after or just them being so worried about the economy that they just said fuck. It, we're gonna let them out, you know what I mean. That's what it is. But uh, awesome and I just want you into the same to the same vein because uh, what are you doing? I, I'm speaking to you. What are you doing during this time as you kind of move forward and, and start to set up your structure for your new your new entity
3: that you're kind of working towards? Oh, man. I've just been networking and collaborating a lot more. I have way more time on my hands right now, just um, fulfilling my, my purpose and my passion. And Bryce mentioned uh, like an anxious vibe. I I would say right there, I just want to speak on that. I think that that's our weak ass English language trying to define that energy and that passion that you bring. you know what I'm saying? They can't box that in, bro. That's not, that's not something that they, could, um, they can actually define with this anglicized language. You're just, you just really passionate and you about that cosmic transformation life and you're making moves. Mm-hmm. And this paradigm is something that we're just busting through. So that's the language that we are uh, limited to at this time. But um, personally, right now, man, I'm looking up to brothers like Bryce, like Rafa, like Baba Malik, et cetera, and just transforming by the day. At home, I'm um, just investing and taking my money and, and investing in things that are going to bow down and serve me as vehicles, you know, to get through the next few years, you know, in a different manner. But um, I'm also using this time to take this quarantine period and to transform it into a cocoon, you know. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to come out like a, like a fruit fly or a butterfly. I'm trying to come out like a hornet, you know, like a <laughs> bumblebee or something like that. But yeah, that's what I'm doing, bro.
1: Super hydration. Huh? What is cocoon himself. Huh?
2: Cocoon himself. Man, I hope it's not I have a goddamn <mean>, cocoon.
1: I'm being technical, bro. <laughs> you messed up his fly analogy. Oh, my bad. It was <laughs>
2: fly, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about uh, changing paradigms and stuff. I'm going to go into my cocoon and come out
3: a beautiful butterfly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's what time it is. And um Bryce Mm -hmm. mentioned earlier, you know, the term God body. For those who are not familiar, we usually, you know, take things like this: peace God, what's up, Allah, la la la. And then we just, you know, turn it into a fad to a degree. Some -hmm. people. But this brother right here, Bryce, this is one of the few people I know. We gotta keep in mind, bro. We got flowers and plants and stuff that don't need no human assistance with flourishing, right? That get their origin and that, and they get their powers from celestial things like stars, right? Stardust, plants, photosynthesis, right? But we got to keep in mind there are forces behind the sun, forces behind the planet. So you got to, when he says God body, He's and I could bear witness to this, bro. Through consistency, I I have always seen him vibrating up up to par. But when he says God body, he's talking about himself, humbling himself to the degree that that divine force can flow and operate through him. You know, for those who get it twisted, talking about yeah, I'm God and I'm better than every. It ain't that type of party. He knows who he is and he knows his place in the cosmos, the same as the sun or a cloud or a tree, etc. And he holding it down like that. So just for clarity for those who may not be familiar with the you know the hip hop terminology or the new paradigm terminology post clearance 13x or something, you know? Just wanted sure. to throw that out there.
0: That's important. That's Good. important. Clarity is key. Sure indeed. Uh-huh.
2: Renaissance helped you a little bit.
3: Come on, man. Hey. <laughs> the Phoenix, bro, we rising from the ashes. Yeah.
0: So sure, Brian oh, Yes, sir. I just want to make sure my signal is good. seems like you may okay. be a little choppy. Yo, when you get,
2: you know what I'm saying, to where you need to be for Why don't you talk about some of the stuff you've been doing with the North End, bro? Oh yeah, that'd be great. Boom.
0: So uh Boom. I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say a sentence about uh entertainment justice real quick. So yeah. First off, as a record producer, like the first iteration of my career, which was the um, 2003 to 2009, um, was chief production officer for this independent boutique label. My job was to uh, produce the label's roster and the artist brands, um, producing artists on an artist development tip so that they will be able to be corporate brand agents. What is a corporate brand agent? Well, that's what everybody motherfucking is who aspires for a Nike partnership, aspires for the, the the Pepsi, the Coke endorsement, the next, not Nextel, but like the Apple and all that shit. So when you see an artist who is wearing Nike and got these different gadgets and goods around them and name dropping, that's them being a brand agent for different corporations, different corporate products. So Bryce was doing that same shit, like producing artists to be able to use their songwriting um, to tell stories of how they how they buy and how they live their consumer life. You know, what I mean, to to inspire audiences to want to buy the goods that they that these new aspirational figures are associated with. So um, that's that's behavior science. For me, as a behavior, I have always looked at my work as behavior science through entertainment, because the bottom line is my job is to create some content that's going to compel you to behave in a certain way, um, usually a consumer way. Um, So at a certain point uh, around 2009, they recognized it was making spiritual compromises in order to advance in that space. And we was making some unprecedented advancements, like advancements that niggas just don't make based off the route that we took. Um, so jumped off that path and then decided, and then had the question of like, yo, you? the only reason that you really wanted to be in that industry space is because the industry has a machine. And this machine is able to distribute your content to tens of millions of people Um in a fucking 24-hour cycle. And with be, by being able to use that machine and by being able to produce records, because you dope as fuck, that's gonna go platinum, that's at least gonna go gold every time you do something, then that'll be the income and the revenue that you can use to fucking buy the hood and save the hood and all that. It was a black savior complex, but it was still coming from a Peruvian, Osarian place. You know what I mean? But So that was the whole point of me being in that space so the question that we dealt with was, "Well, yo, are you are you still about this mission to get divine content that can inspire people for godly lives? Are you still about that shit getting it to millions of people?" The answer was yes. And it's like, "All right, you need to build your own machine then." So, what is the machine? The machine is really uh places, it's people and places. The people have specific professional identities some of those identities are songwriters some are artists some are publicists. some are marketer some are videographer and filmmaker some are distributor Um, but it's people who have certain jobs and they're doing these jobs in certain buildings some of the buildings may be small scale medium scale large scale venues some of the buildings may be um production facilities where you go actually record studio recording studios some of the buildings look like mom and pop stores. Um, some of the buildings look like, yo, that's where, uh, that's a distribution center. So that's what the machine is. The machine is this network of places where certain economic activity happens and where people who have certain job descriptions work and they're working in concert to create the machine that creates, distributes, promotes, music, entertainment. So the work that Bryce is doing in the North End is creating a new African music industry that's based on community-based enterprises. So since 2004, period, because niggas say so, it's like a big run-on sentence, period. (laughs) (laughs) New (laughs) sentence. Since 2014 have been... uh, working with foundations to bring resources into the hood to be able to first activate uh underused properties. So it's a number of underused properties on in the North End, in particular on this street called Oakland Avenue. Now one of the dope things about Oakland Avenue is that Oakland Avenue was connected to Paradise Valley. Mm-hmm. What's the dope what's the dope shit about Paradise Valley? Paradise Valley was right. a black people and in particular it was uh, a black culture economic infrastructure so black people were creating wealth generational wealth in some cases um that was rivaling the wealth that was being created in the auto industry and we were owning all the businesses and it just so happened that these particular businesses all revolved around arts and entertainment so we actually have in our physical DNA, as well as in the DNA of our streets and neighborhoods, we got the DNA of Black art and music, entrepreneurship and enterprise. And
1: I want to just say, uh, I'm sorry I cut you off, but I just had a thought. Sure. I had a couple thoughts. Um, I, I, so, I love that you brought up Paradise Valley, and I love that you talked about bringing in the African connection to your work, right? Yeah. Do you find it to be ironic at all that North End is being so gentrified as well, where Paradise Valley used to be at. And I was curious, too, man, like, have you seen any obstacles? Have you had any obstacles while trying to develop in North End? Um, and I'll just give quickly, maybe, so I bought my house a year ago. I'm, I'm over a seven-mile living in area, right? No. And, uh, so I bought my house a year ago, but I was looking in the North End initially, right? Yeah. So I looked at a few other areas. And the North End is like the the prices of houses and properties have just blew up over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it always is a trip to me. It's just like Midtown. Like I'm happy Midtown has been revitalized. I wish mm-hmm. we could have been more involved in the revitalization of it. You know what I mean? And like yeah. I look at the North End and it's like I'm happy that the North End is being revitalized. But how how involved are we? And how difficult is it for you right now to actually be a part of that process? as the prices of Northern property goes up because now it's becoming a hot spot. Subpoenas are supposed to have a spot over there now, you know what I mean? And things yep. like, so a lot of the, the power move, the power players inside the city have found that place to be interesting. I was curious about your thoughts about that, bro.
0: So one of the things that has been a, a an important work over the past, for sure, eight years going on is um, there is a lot of neighborhood development strategies that multiple of us is rolling out. So like myself, um, through my entertainment justice practice, that speaks to an art and culture-based neighborhood economic development strategy. We got people like, super shout out Jerry and Billy Hebron of Oakland Avenue Urban Farm, um, which is I've been collaborating with them for the past, since fucking 2010. That represents an... Urban agriculture based an agriculture based approach to neighborhood economic development. Uh, we got Red Door Digital. Um, shout out my brother Ulysses Newkirk over there. The uh, the work the Red Door Digital has been doing though, in addition to being like a digital printing house for a number of years, um, the work of building a makerspace, bringing in wood cutters, bringing in laser cutters, um, and then. Having programming that allows neighborhoods I mean you know, like cats from the neighborhood to come in and learn how to use these tools mm-hmm. um, to not just make goods that they can sell but to actually be able to make things for like home repair you know what I'm saying like you you need a part then you go you can go ahead here and laser cut you apart to yeah. fucking fix your crib you know what I'm saying like so that as a as mm-hmm. economics mm-hmm. infrastructure, and then we got like um how was able to secure this grant in 2017 to purchase a historic bar the Apex bar in the hood so that's like yo we activating space like we the garage uh is on Oakland Avenue have been activating that with this Detroit African Afrofuturist music economy i mean music activity for the past 5 years now um ben was able to take that work into actually purchasing property got a part uh, created a partnership with the city of detroit um to where they're going to help me with the um support of the, a couple foundations help me secure these very important lots and then open up a uh, develop uh afrofuturist sound park you know what i'm saying so it's like that activity has been going on the whole time that's where my work of uh, and uh The guy, the kill spoke to it like, yo, Bryce be all around the world, you know what I'm saying? Telling these stories and putting on what the stories that Bryce is putting is telling, um, and doing it at scale is the stories of the real leadership that's driving the renaissance in neighborhoods like the North, um, the North End, like develop the, the the renaissance and all that shit is not coming from downtown and it's not coming from Midtown it's coming from people who decided to stay in the neighborhoods how, regardless of how hard it was, but it's the is creating this real-ass infrastructure on a grassroots level um, and then being, being innovative and smart enough and fucking confident enough, you know what I'm saying, to be like, yo, yeah, we're going to go to these foundations and yeah, we're going to ask for bags, nigga, like, no, this is bigger than <laughs> 2500 for an art project, you know what I'm saying, like, cats need hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars to be able to, to develop things for real for real uh because we know that we know the deal you know what i'm saying like this ain't no more fucking like yeah let's just do the blah 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 like a, you know, no no art project thinking you know what i'm saying no arts and crafts thinking and no more volunteerism like yes volunteerism is important for some people at the same time this society wasn't built on volunteerism you
1: gotta make bread. was built
0: on some economic shit. You know what I'm saying?
1: You gotta be about
0: capitalism. And we still, we're, we're we're extracting ourselves out of capitalism. Some of us gotta be warriors and fearless in attracting capital so that we can do some real, real work on some real shit. So like, that's the, that's the main challenge to me is just the challenge of narrative. You got channel two, four and seven, and you got, um, You know what I'm saying? This is all due respect to all the ethnicities, but you got these, you got other ethnicities, you know what I'm saying? Who have um, new money that's very deep and old money that's very deep. And they're able to buy media relations. They're able to buy airtime and tell their story of Detroit's renaissance. So the biggest challenge is us being sexy, fly as fuck and innovative and telling our story in a compelling way that lets niggas know, like in real life, though, it's black and brown people, it's dias- it's Detroit African and Indigenous people who are really moving shit forward in these neighborhoods, yo. That's what the fucking story is. So that's 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 been the challenge that Bryce has been stepping up to um, and approaching it by the intersection of entertainment and architecture, entertainment and design. Like let's design beautiful things, beautiful objects. Let's do. Um, entertainment programming in this spectacular way that brings people's attention to it and then once we got your attention then it's like Detroit African bitch blah 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 you know what I'm saying called, <laughs> you know what I mean so
1: yeah
0: I got a million
1: questions
3: uh-huh. bro, bro i last bro I got a question bro yeah. alright we taking turns we being civilized <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no,
1: I'll hold
3: this yeah. motherfucker if you don't get me. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Bryce, can you, do, can you speak on, because you mentioned in our DNA, you know, we got all this power, potential, and history. Can you please speak on pre-Detroit and pre-Detroit? And, mm. and is, how did we get this name from? You know what I'm saying? For people who not really hip like that.
0: You know? Appreciate that, G. Fuck yeah. So we are all standing on Anishinaabe uh, territory. Uh, in a very real way. So, what is Anishinaabe territory? Anishinaabe is the name of the First Nations people um, who have been the custodians of this land um, before the first French colonizers stepped foot here. Um, that's another thing too, yo. The, what the French people don't tell you is how many of the motherfuckers was just wholesale slaughtered. You know what I'm saying? When they first touched down on this ground, like it colonization was not an easy process, and it was not some process of a dominant culture invading somebody else. Nope, it was, it took a very long time, and it was blood red for the first whole part of that shit. But anyway, um, this being a First Nations, this being Anishinaabe territory, what that means for me is as a diasporic African on some earth identity shit but as a diasporic african then the indigenous peoples of this land we are all one big ass family so this land is rooted in a spirituality it's rule, rooted in a celestial and a earth-based magic science spiritual science bryce calls it magic um and there are There are customs, there are cultures, there are points of identity that is in the soil of this land Uh, and for everybody born in Detroit, that spiritual essence is actually in your DNA as well. So before the French came over and called and named it Détroit, this was already a magical place and by, this was already a magical place, period. New sentence. One of the important things to me about tapping back into indigenous points of identity and, ase- and African ancestral points of identity is that, first off, these points of identity exist outside of the colonizer's narrative. For the past thousand years or so, niggas have been creating identities that are essentially characters of a colonizer story. The colonizer said we was this. The colonizer says we was that the colonizer say we ain't this colonizer say we ain't that. And because of the violence niggas have been adopting these identities. So now it's like, nigga, I'm this, I'm that. I'm, I'm not this. and I'm not that. Nope. Those are just characters in somebody's fucked up story. So this land has its own stories that are way older than the settlers. History is the settler stories. So shout out, um, Asa, thank you for that question just to be able to ground us in the fact that this is not a colonized we are not standing on a colonizer's land we're standing on anishinaabe land that happens to have some colonizer infrastructure on top of it but we're still standing on the blood the bones and the spirit of ancestors that go back tens tens of thousands of years just to keep it in the Comprehendable time span But well, we talk about a hundred thousand years in real life You know what I'm saying my G's know like us on this earth on this version of earth. That's another conversation that's <laughs> version number two. You know shit, but like we go back millions and millions and millions of years, yo, and this is not some old Esoteric fly shit. This is not some new age Spirituality shit. This is facts and these facts are Ooh. in us you know what I'm saying? They are of us. Yeah, yeah. I just
3: wanted to um veggie back on that real quick. For those who are not familiar when he says the new earth, the second earth, and all of this. We actually have historical text on stele and pyramids over here and overseas in so-called Africa, but over here indigenously too. We have texts that literally translate into English and say that the sun has set twice, three times, six times, seven times, where it now rises, and it does the same thing where it now has set. So with the electromagnetic poles have switched many, many times. I've seen it mm-hmm. to seven so far. You know, I haven't uh, seen that on both well, I, I, still think, I
1: think you're still confusing for the layman. So <laughs> I still think it was like, you <laughs> still want to wave with people ahead. Yeah.
3: I, I think so, I'm... So. So. Who I work hey hey man, to. pick a book. No, no, no. But it ain't Hold on, Let me give y'all
1: something. A
3: lot of people who listen
1: to this, we work with, and we know. It. And like you can say get a book, but sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta real people, people
2: where they at. Yep. They the book,
1: you yep. know what I mean? Yep. And That's why, like, They're I'm not, not about to read a book, book man. man. When you say the pole,
3: you mean as far S- as uh, the the North Pole and the South Pole. Yeah. So reverse. So I, I get
1: that. But why is that important? Like, explain. What, so you said it's, it's happened seven times. Why would that be important? Why would those seven times be
3: important? What does that mean when
1: those
3: seven times are happening? So currently, what you see going on, and it is an example, you have the electromagnetic field decreasing, dropping, right? You see the sun being able to penetrate to the point where they got to throw up goddamn chemtrails every single day just so they can stay alive. You see transport transformation all over the place during these times. But- you literally have the charge of the earth changing to the point where uh, plant life, animal life, civilizations, all these types of things. <laughs> take in of so right now we, we see Detroit, like as far as um, longitude and latitude, we up north, right? Away from the equator, the way yeah. the earth is moving, keep in mind, it's supposed to be spinning, right? But the North Pole and South Pole are constantly changing up by the day at this point, right? But eventually, you'll see Detroit, what we call Detroit, closer to what we would term the equator on the earth, meaning it's about to get yep. tropical here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, small stuff like that. But I say that to say, like, the earth has been through a whole bunch. You know what I'm saying? If you, many people, you can Google and see research and evidence. Documentations yeah. nowadays about like what's inside the North Pole and South Pole and all types of stuff they're hiding, right? He so, 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 just,
1: so, just in short, when you said when you're saying like new earth, when you're saying the pole change, you're saying like the earth has transformed each time that that pole changed and flipped, which, which I've i seen a lot of things that speak to that too. So, I, I mean, I kind of got a good idea where you're going. And all the <laughs> reason I slow down, bro, just because I realized what I showed that people watch it. And like it's hard for them to follow some of you guys because you guys are very um, knowledgeable and and embedded in these communities where this is mm. common lingo. And I
3: like for people who are reaching out to to also be able to
1: grasp this information and to be able to come on board with you guys because you know you can throw a lot of stuff at somebody, but if they can't actually grasp it for themselves, they'll never really be able to retain what they're saying. So I appreciate you giving that breakdown. And I'm still in the moment because I wanted to ask Bryce a question. Uh, <laughs> Because brought up a couple of things that I want to speak to. One of the other things and the kid turned his hat back, but is still a stupid. Um <laughs> you brought this word afro future, right? And like the think for a lot of people, they don't I'm I'm becoming familiar with it because now you got Afro Tech, you got Afro being thrown in and interjected in different ways. What exactly yeah. does Afro future mean to you? And and can yeah, yeah, what does that mean? So Afro for me,
0: um People started calling me an Afrofuturist in like 2014. Um, So that's when it became necessary for me to like define this shit for myself Uh, because sometimes niggas say shit and they'd be like corny, you know what I'm saying? On a level. But um, Afrofuturism, Afrofuturism, can you hear me? My signal good? Okay, you're good. good. So Afrofuturism for me is just, um, it's a way that ancestrally, we used to live in terms of me and my moment on earth right now, my identity is such that I'm thinking about what future do I want to see for my babies, for my village, um, for the larger of my people, you know, my people at large, like what future do we really want? And then being so diligent. About uh, either one imagining that future, or for some of us, and booze, this is some real shit. But for some of us who this ain't our first lifetime on Earth, and we've been on Earth many different times, and we under we overstand the multidimensionality of us. So for some of us, it's not about imagining the future; it's about bringing the future to Earth when we when we incarnate. So for some of us, it's got it's that aspect. But the bottom line is. Whatever this future is that we we look at, what are the ways for me to behave right now, in my moment right now, and what are the behavior patterns that is needed for me to be able to bring that future to life? Uh, period. So Afrofuturism is simply uh, an, uh, a a black bodied person, a diasporic African person who. Lives their life in the present in a way that actually builds towards a very intentional future. So, from the indigenous perspective, like some of our indigenous family, they'd be like seven generations, you know. So, we think in terms of seven generations. We'll give you a concrete example Afrofuturism, on a concrete way, looks like agriculture. How right now, um, well like for instance, last year, Last year, at the end of the growing season, when we was in harvest season and we we seed saving and all that shit, and we're um, we're, we're putting the beds to sleep, then we're already thinking about what crops do we want next year? What crops do we want in five years? Like, how big do we want this garden to be? If we want this garden to be able to provide food for this many people over this amount of time, then what do we got to do right now? What do we got to do next year? What does crop rotation need to look like in the next 24 months like we already bring this futuristic perspective because we're starting with the question of how do we make this thing possible in the future and and we're looking at how we behave right now so that's afrofuturism it's just like the word hip hop also in terms of lingo it's just lingo to describe how niggas now behave in ways that build a future that they've already thought about yeah. And and bringing that future to life now though so like for instance for all the people who was able to experience me um with the mothership uh that mothership was an example of a futuristic tool like this is a tool and this is the way like on a level shit is gone look you know what i'm saying in the future but we're bringing this imagination now to to give people new inspirations on what is possible for the future. Um, For those cats who've seen my newest um, design, entertainment design installation, the Teleportal. The Teleportal is another thing like that. It's like, yo, we're making something now, collaborating with architects, shout out Aaron Jones, Um, but we're collaborating with architects now to design things now that actually represent what tools will look like in the future as well as it's giving people an idea right now of the possibilities, the imagination that's possible for the, in the future. So that's where is, just like hip hop, like hip is to know, hop is the movement. That's what we're getting back to that on a lingo level.
1: Yeah.
0: Hip just means to know what's going on right now. And hop means to know the movement of things. And then from being hip to what's hopping, then you can design what do you really want to see? For yourself, for your neighborhood, for your people, and then putting that, sh- and then using the magic, the mod- the magical modalities of storytelling, of visual art. You know, what I'm saying to give to to project these futures forward. Oh, Bryce, hold up! That is a perfect. That was a perfect
2: segue. Perfect, because <laughs> we' forgetting in all the you know the dope work that you do for the community. That you also put on on the hip hop side, bro. You are Absolutely. a <laughs> hip hop artist, bro. Yeah, but now i
3: want uh, to plug,
2: you plug the IG, plug the coldest album in Detroit. I said it
0: came out, hey. hey. structure water saw it off on the wall like a work of art. What a picture blowing this shit, yo. That's one of my favorite bars on the whole fucking joint, y'all. Like, was bro. hoping that somebody felt that shit because. If you'd have seen me, nigga, when, I, when that shit came out of my mouth, G, whoo, almost turned the studio up, nigga, like, oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> come on, G, on, like, yo. On, ev-
2: on everything I love, on, word to my father, bro, I walk around the store at work, and I'm just rapping that shit loud as hell, bro, so much so that team members, when I say it, they
0: finish it just like you did, bro. Wow. Yeah, man. That means a lot, G. That means a lot. So, yeah, um, the IG, catch me at Bryce Detroit on Facebook, uh, the artist page, official Bryce Detroit, um, the website, BryceDetroit.com. Yes, just released. Bryce Bryce. Oh, B R Y C E Detroit, all one word. Uh, Yes, did just release a very important album on a 21st 21st century hip hop tip called structure water structure water is more than an example of what pop culture looks like in the future uh because that's definitely one of the reasons why i created that project is to give cats an idea like this is what the mainstream will be in the future when when misogyny is dead you know what i'm saying when divine masculinity reigns supreme and by divine masculinity we're talking about men who have balanced both of their poles, their divine masculine and divine feminine, to be able to be these fucking new divine beings, you know what I'm saying, on earth. Uh, being able to uplift the women, being able to love every aspect of loving women. So that means from the heart to the mind to the body. Like, yes, nigga, it's, it's beautiful. Fine. Yes, say you love pussy, nigga, that's fine. At the same time, you know what I'm saying, in the future, we are healed in the future we are transformed and transcended from the objectifying and the dis- disrespect of our women. So, uh, so yeah, like when we say new mainstream, we talk about that shit because we, we acknowledge that when we talk about mainstream hip hop, the, the misogyny is a style. Misogyny is almost like a wardrobe for the contemporary artist, and niggas think that they must, practice homoerotic behaviors of disrespecting their women to be cool to men. That's some shout out to my queer people, but that's some food phagotitis type shit. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to diss women to be cool to niggas, bro. Side eye my niggas, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, um, so that's what structured water is on one level on another level though, on a deepest level, it is a conversation starter. Uh, It is a it's a it's a a symbol to trigger in the ancestral in the indigenous being that we are in fact structured water. Our cells are bricks. Our cells are foundational building elements, and in these cells is fluid. Uh, This fluid is a form of water. When that water. Is structured improperly, niggas know what the result is: cancer. We know what We talk about unstructured water a lot, or or misstructured water a lot in terms of sickness and disease. Yet we need to have the conversation around what is what is the proper structuring of water look like. Well, it looks like a healthy, vibrant, radiant body. It looks like cells that, on a mitochondria level, you know what I'm saying? Uh, when we say vibrant, the vibrancy, the electricity, the potency of the cell, well, that's based on a certain kind of health. That's based on a certain type of water being structured through minerals, being structured through thoughts in a certain kind of way. So, our bodies on a cellular level is water structured. This yeah. earth is water structured. And it's time for us to, to have. Uh, deeper, more comprehensive conversations on the importance of water because it's more about like you know what I mean. If you know Asa, if you know Akil, you already know you about to catch a gallon of water a day conversation at least like nigga at least a gallon of water because like you know that script. At the same time, why though? Why is water so important? Because we are water in a certain kind of divine way. Why is clean blood so important? because our blood is a certain type of water. Uh, so,
2: um, rice.
0: so that's that, that's that shit. That's structured water. And you get all that just, just by listening to that new pop culture. All you gotta do is listen to the album and your whole shit, all your DNA, you know what I'm saying? All the RNA is going to be triggered and activated. And, uh, and that's the point. You know what I mean? Us using entertainment to bring this, this magic to our people, uh, so that we we're hitting our folks on an emotional level, we're hitting mm-hmm. our folks on on the at the astral level, and then we letting that do the rest.
2: Man, yo, you know you know how we get down, bro. I can sit here and talk to you for the next two or three <laughs> hours. <bro>. We got, <laughs> but we we limited to our time, man. We we uh oversteered, G. I'm I'm sick right now, bro. I
0: appreciate you, God. Yeah, man. We're to do part two, three, and four. Yes, bro. Yo, whenever you have me, man, then you already know. I'm right there. Right there. We for appreciate you
2: for real, God, Body, for coming on, bro, for giving us your time, bro, because time is literally the most important thing that we have in this physical realm, bro. is our mm. time. Your time. That's like some real. Important intimate stuff, bro. So, we appreciate you, bro. Appreciate how you put on for our city, bro, for our people, for the change that's going on. That's very real and present and tangible, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we we appreciate you, bro, because you put yourself on the line. You say frontline Detroit, bro, you put yourself on the line for us, bro. Like, Mm -hmm. for real, you put your life on the line for us, bro. So, much love, bro, much respect. And we we
0: top it up with you, bro, like super dumb ASAP. Yo, my last thing is just um, a, a major asante sana to each one of you, you know what I'm saying, divine men for creating this space uh, to make sure that we have these transformative, uh, transcendent conversations, giving people access to God information. And when we say God, us already 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 noted on it, man. We're talking about some very real behaviors and very real celestial energy. Um, special shout out to you, Boos, for uh, making sure that the conversation stay on Earth as well. <laughs> Cause, cause we, we start with the sun, moon, and stars. You already know. So uh, appreciate you, man. Appreciate all of y'all. Yes, bro.
3: Yo. We're going to wrap it up here, y'all. But one thing we're going to start implementing is what we discuss. We want to share resources with you all, too. So Bryce mentioned Structure Water. The first thing you need to go and do is cop that album. After you cop the album, if you're interested in researching further for yourself, this is, he has multiple books, but Dr. Masuro Emoto, this is one of his books, The True Power of Water. He has one called The Secret Life of Water, The Secret Powers of Water. And this is one of the guys that's spearheaded a lot. This is um, by Dr. Gerald Kolak. So this, you could probably find some things from him on YouTube if you don't feel like reading a book. But check those two out whenever you get a chance for further research and studies.
2: That. All right, man. Much respect, Bryce. We'll holler at you, bro.
3: Peace, y'all. Peace, Peace to God. the guys. Peace to the guys.